Hello, everyone. This is Mark Davis, and I want to welcome you to the Gospel Explorations podcast, where we gather together each week to take time to explore God's Word to learn how we ought to live in this present age. I'm glad you've chosen to spend some time with us today. Let's jump into today's episode. And welcome back to the Gospel Explorations podcast. We are super excited uh, to be starting into Matthew chapter number three uh, today. And so if you have your Bibles, I want to encourage you to grab it and open them to Matthew chapter three as we take a look at this passage together. We're going to look at the first six verses together of Matthew chapter three today. It says this, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare you the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair, and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea, and all the region around about Jordan, and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. So here in Matthew chapter 3, uh, Matthew introduces us to one of the most fascinating characters in the entire New Testament. And this is the John that was born to Zechariah and Elizabeth, um, who were also uh, very old. Like They shouldn't have been able to have children. Um, they were too old, if you will, to be having children. And uh, if you remember, uh, Elizabeth was, uh, um, was pregnant with John whenever Mary told her that the angel had come and John leapt in, in, in Elizabeth's womb. That's who this is. And so... Um, John the Baptist was the forerunner of the Messiah, and, and we see that uh, in, even in Luke chapter number one. And it says that he would go out in those days, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and he would be saying, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so John's message was a message of repentance, and uh, the reality is uh, repentance is uh, not feeling sorry for your sin. Repentance is an action. Uh, literally, the Bible uses the word metanoia, the idea of changing one's mind, not just because you feel sorry for what you've done, but to literally change your mind about how you feel about sin. A repentance is um, a changing of direction. And so sometimes people kind of confuse repentance with an idea of like an emotional response, when the reality is repentance is a change of direction, not sorrow in one's heart. One can have an emotional response to sin, but ultimately repentance is a changing of one's mind about sin. And so John the Baptist is calling people to repentance, and um, he's telling them, you know, this repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Change your mind about your sin because the kingdom is coming and uh, things will be different when that kingdom arrives. And so we see this call to repentance throughout uh, uh, the Gospels. We see repentance as preached by John the Baptist. We see the repentance is the very first word of Jesus's Gospel, starting in Matthew chapter four. Um, repentance was the a preaching ministry of the twelve disciples in Mark chapter six. Uh, re- repentance is the first word and the preaching instructions that Jesus gave to his disciples after. His resurrection in Luke 24. Uh, repentance is the first word of exhortation uh, to the in the first uh, sermon to the church in Acts chapter two. 
And so we see this word repent, 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 repent over and over again throughout the New Testament. And this is um, kind of decidedly the the groundwork that's laid by John the Baptist when he says, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And why does John the Baptist say they need to repent? He says they need to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The idea was that the kingdom of heaven was near. Um, maybe it wasn't as distant away as they maybe had originally uh, imagined. And so John's call to repentance was a call of urgency, um, that they had to get ready now because the kingdom is coming. And the message was, you're a sinner, and so you need to repent. Uh, there's a Messiah, there's a king that is coming, and you need to repent. He's coming to establish his kingdom, and you need to repent. And so we see this kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God presented over and over again uh, throughout the Gospels. And, uh, and, and so there's, a, there's an urgency in John's call to repentance. And then we, we read in verse 3 and 4 that this is the John that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying that one was going to be calling out and preparing a way in the wilderness. And Matthew uses this passage from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3, to identify John the Baptist as the forerunner who was uh, prophesied. Uh, there in the book of Isaiah. And so the purpose of John's ministry was to prepare the hearts for the Messiah that would come, to bring awareness of sin amongst the nation of Israel, uh, to open their eyes, if you would, to the fact that they needed to repent. And so this is what John the Baptist's ministry was, and he continues to do it. And he even says that um, that he was that he was coming to prepare the way of the Lord and to make his paths straight. Again, we see this quoting from Isaiah chapter 40, and uh, the, the picture here is um, in that culture, primarily um, in uh, Middle Eastern cultures, um, there would be individuals who would, before the, the king, before the emperor would uh, travel or go on an expedition uh, or took or take a journey through a desert place or or wherever they were going, uh, they would send harbingers. They would send messengers before them. They would send people who would prepare the way and uh, maybe you know open uh, the the passes to level the roads to remove any impediments, if you will, to the emperor to the king who is coming, so that his travel would be made straight. Is the idea. And so the picture here is that that's exactly what John's doing. He's making preparation. Now, we understand it wasn't a physical preparation. It was a spiritual preparation in the hearts of the people. Um, he was preparing them uh, for the king that was coming. And even as they would have been preparing uh, roads or preparing uh, uh, paths, if you will, uh, for the king's arrival or for his journey, that's exactly what John the Baptist was doing in, in a spiritual way. So there's this word picture that we see that takes place in the preparation of the hearts of the people, um, just like building a road is um, takes preparation. So God prepares the hearts of people uh, so that when they hear the gospel, when they are called to repent, uh, there's been a work that's taken place ahead of time, uh, and it's preparing the hearts of the people to, for the message that was coming. And the Bible says that John the Baptist was one who was crying out in the wilderness, um, prepare ye the way of the Lord. And 
we understand that really the hearts of men are like a wilderness uh, where there is no way. And so he's going to make a way uh, for this Jesus, this Messiah who is coming. It then goes on to say in verse number uh, four that this John uh, wore camel's hair and had a leather a leather belt, a leather girdle about his loins, and he, his meat was locusts and, and honey. And the picture here is that um, John the Baptist and his personality and his ministry uh, was very much patterned after Elijah, um, who also fearlessly called Israel to repentance. And so they had similar ministries, similar personalities, uh, similar garb, dress, if you will, similar diet. Um, and and it kind of came to this head of a person, a, 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 a picture of an individual who God had uniquely gifted and uh, called to the ministry of, uh, of repentance, to call to be a, a harbinger, to call to uh, call the nation uh, back to him through repentance. And I don't think necessarily that it's um, John the Baptist is trying to be like Elijah, as if it is, uh, it's just who John the Baptist was. Um, that even the Bible tells us in Luke chapter one that he would go forth in the spirit or in the power of Elijah. And I think the picture is, is that um, they had similar ministries, they had similar uh, giftings, if you want to call it that, that prepared them for the ministry that God called them to. And um, and so, you know, we kind of see John the Baptist, he maybe in our culture and in our circles, in our understanding, maybe we would consider him a little rough around the edges. Uh, but the picture is he was an individual who God was using to call the nation of Israel to repentance. And then we read in verses five and six that they went all around him, all, all out to him, excuse me, in Jerusalem and Judea and around the region about Jordan. And there are people who were being baptized of, in the Jordan River as they were confessing uh, their sins. And so John's ministry was met with a wonderful response. There are many people who, because of his uh, ministry of preaching repentance, recognized their sinfulness. They recognized their need to get ready for the Messiah, and they were willing to do something about it. And, and under God's blessing, John's message of repentance uh, bore great fruit. And uh, and so we see that there was uh, these people that were coming uh, to hear the message and to respond to the message that John the Baptist was giving. Um, it's interesting, too, that um, in, even in his ministry, and it was almost kind of like a widespread revival movement, if you if you would. Um, and it was within a group of Judaism um, where the people were hearing this truth and then responding. And so that helps us understand and know that there were people um, not, you know, sometimes I think when we read the Gospels, we think that there were none that responded. As a nation, Israel rejected the Messiah. But there were always individuals who responded appropriately. And we see them even here in John the Baptist's uh, ministry as they're responding to this call to repentance. And then it says they were baptized by him. And and the picture here is that John was uh, doing this baptism. And of course, we understand the word that we use as baptism is a, is a transliteration of a Greek word, baptizo, 
which literally means to uh, to immerse or to dip or to wash is the idea. And so John the Baptist is dipping and immersing these people as a picture of their confession of sin, um, that the decision that they've made to confess their sin. And so that's the picture that's going on here. And we understand that baptism even today is used in a fashion as a picture of uh, confessing our sin, uh, being crucified with Christ, being buried, and then the Bible, and then to clearly rise again as a new believer, as a new life in Christ. And so, this was a, a a picture that was taking place. We know the scriptures teach that there's no need uh, for baptism to remove sins. Uh, being baptized does nothing. Uh, to absolve one's sin or to save one self or to get them to heaven. Uh, baptism is clearly just a picture of what Christ has done spiritually in the life of a believer. And so that was a picture that was taking place uh, as John was baptizing them. And the, and the scripture says that they were confessing their sins in verse number six, and they were baptizing him in Jordan, confessing their sin. Again, this is another important aspect and partner to the call of repentance. Uh, the call of repentance, um, changing one's mind about sin, often comes about in conjunction with confession, and that is saying the same thing. The word that we translate into confession from Greek is the word homologos, that is to say the same thing. And so we see that the scriptures, uh, when we when we look to the word of God, and we repent, we recognize that we are sinners and we need to turn from our sin, and then we say the same thing about our sin. Uh, those are all part and parcel and related to each other in this picture of salvation and repentance and confession. And so the picture here is that uh, they were confessing of their sins, they were repenting of their sins, they were being baptized as a picture of what was taking place, and then uh, the ministry of John the Baptist was one of preparation. And it was preparation in the sense that when the Messiah came, who he was coming very soon, uh, when the Messiah came, that they would have hearts prepared to understand and to follow after him and uh, and realize that this is the one whom had been promised uh, by the prophets of old. And, you know, we need to remember, too, that we're, we're dealing with a group of people who um, they didn't have the benefit of having the completed word of God like we do today. And so um, there were these uh, pictures, there were these um, things that were given to help make clear to them that this was the very plan that God had set in place uh, from the beginning of time. And so John the Baptist is an interesting character. We'll read, we'll read some more about him and, and discuss some more about him uh, before we finish the book of Matthew. Uh, but just an interesting character as we think about what God is doing and how he is preparing uh, the ministry of Christ. And he sends John the Baptist to be the harbinger, the one who prepared the way. Thanks for listening. I hope that you've been both encouraged and challenged today. If you want to connect with us further, please be sure to check us out on the web at gospelexplorations.com. We look forward to having you join us again next time.